What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and I'm really excited because we're moving forward today with Scott Volker. Scott is the host of the podcast series, The Amazing Seller, which you can find at TheAmazingSeller.com. Now, this is a podcast and an information website dedicated to helping entrepreneurs launch businesses on Amazon, specifically guiding them through the ins and outs of Amazon FBA. And if you don't know what that is, Scott is going to give you a primer today, so you're not going to want to miss this. Scott is also the author of the book, Amazon Selling Blueprint, which, no surprise, is available on Amazon. Welcome, Scott. How are you today? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for having me. I don't know. Thank you so much for taking time out to to be a guest on today's show. And I'm really excited to share your story with our listeners. So I was wondering, Scott, if you could share a little bit about your background and your journey with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm 43 years old now, but uh, back when I was 19 years old, uh, you know, just out of high school, didn't really know. I think like a lot of kids didn't really have a direction, uh, but I was brought up. Uh, my father was a, from a farmer or a farming family. So, uh, you know, education wasn't really pushed on me that I had to go to college. So my uh, my uh, I guess idea of, you know, getting out of high school was to just go get a job or go go learn a, a craft or a trade. And um, so I did that. I, uh, I soon started working for my father's uh, construction company, mm. uh, started learning more about that business, got pretty good at it, and then started to do my own side work and stuff. Got married relatively young. I was 21. And uh, yeah, started having kids and realized that I was working uh, a lot of hours and not being able to spend time with my, at the time, just my daughter, who now is 20, going to be 21. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, I soon found out that, uh, you know, I was working my tail off and uh, I wasn't able to spend uh, time with my wife or my daughter at the time. And um, just but I didn't feel like I had any uh, I didn't really have any other options. I didn't feel like because I didn't have that education. Um, fast forward a little bit, you know, had a, a little, uh, you know, conversation, a little heart to heart with my wife. Probably, uh, I don't know, I was probably about eight years into my construction kind of days. And we were doing pretty well in that business. Uh, you know, we grew that to about a two million dollar a year business um, locally. So it was pretty successful. And um uh, we just had a conversation and I just said, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I just, I want to be able to spend more time with you guys. I mean, I'll even take a cut and pay just to kind of have a seven to three job bankers hours or something. And, uh, she was like, you know what, you know, you, you're, you're not giving yourself enough credit. I'm sure we can figure out something that we can do that we can not just use your, uh, you know, your expertise as far as using your hands, but we can use your, you know, your mind and my mind. So she had a, a passion for photography. Mm. Uh, fast forward, we started a little part-time business on that, figured it out all through reading books. There was no like internet YouTube type stuff back then to kind of teach us and read a lot of books uh, and uh, started learning more about business. And uh, well, fast forward there, I left my construction job in about 18 months and we started, uh, we, after we got some traction part-time, we went full-time, grew that into a six-figure business and uh, yeah, started working for ourselves. And uh, from there, again, uh, we did that for about eight years and then started to get a little bit of the itch and started to want to free up more time and started hearing about this internet thing where you could actually... <laughs> You know, teach stuff and people would actually yeah. pay you for it. And we had a pretty unique story because there was no formal background, background or training. And uh, well, uh, fast forward on that, we uh, we turned that into an educational business. So where I was teaching Photoshop tutorials and editing and how we got started, and we turned that into a six figure business. 
And uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, still uh, from there, we're still running that today. We've got uh, you know members in a in a club, and and we still we still do that. But uh, then I started hearing about this Amazon thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's kind of where we are today. But I, I started hearing about Amazon and people doing retail arbitrage or online arbitrage, which really means that you just go in, you buy something at a discount that's on clearance, and then you you relist it, kind of like the eBay days right. of going to a property right. sale. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool. But the problem with that that I didn't like is because I was kind of in the digital world now um, where I was selling things online digitally that I could just you know sell them over and over again. Um, I didn't like the idea that I had to buy something, package it, and then ship it, mm. and then go find more. Mm. Um, started hearing about this private labeling thing, and then that got my interest. So I wasn't doing this as like a way for me to replace my income because I still had a pretty good income, and I still do. And it was just another way to supplement and kind of give me more revenue uh, for another revenue stream. Um, so I started it and I, gosh, I think in about 90 days it was, we generated about 40,000 in revenue oh, wow. on, on Amazon. So that was my proof of concept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, this thing I think can work. And, and then for, in, our, for our listener, Scott, what, what exactly is private label? If you can yeah. define that. Yeah, sure. Private labeling is, uh, is pretty interesting because you're basically taking a product that uh, is already kind of currently selling and then you're branding it as your own. So I, I like to give the example of if you've ever bought a generic brand in the supermarket of a cereal, yes. well, they have the store brand and then they have the name brand. Well, the store brand is just private labeled, right? This, there's a company that makes the same cereal for all the supermarkets, and then they just put their brand on it. Right. Um, that's kind of what we're doing in a sense uh, is we're taking a product, and I always use the, the example of a garlic press. If I found a garlic press that's selling really well on Amazon, I can make one very similar to that. I wouldn't copy it exactly, but I would make it a little bit better. I would read some reviews and try to make it better. And then from there, I can then start selling it under my own brand. Oh, wow. And the beautiful thing with that is now I'm not limited on just going to find 10 of them at a closeout or a clearance in Target or Lowe's. I can then control my inventory. And with private labeling, the other thing that made it really interesting was I was using their FBA feature, which is fulfilled by Amazon. And this this was game changer for me because now I can take those products that I want to sell and I ship them into Amazon. And then when they sell, Amazon ships or packs and ships them to my customer and handles all the refunds. Right, right. And tell our listeners a little bit about how, you know, what was it like getting immersed in this world, like starting out on Amazon? You know, everyone, I believe, believe everyone who listens to this podcast or any podcast has an experience with Amazon as a consumer. But what was it like getting into it as someone who's providing goods? Well, it was it was interesting because the cool thing about it is I, I you know, we we both know that Amazon was just like everyone is shopping there. So we kind of right. knew that. Um, but Going on the other end of it, it was exciting because I knew that everyone I would talk to is talking about buying stuff on Amazon. So to me, it was kind of like this kind of seems like it's the right thing to do because everyone is there. Um, And as far as selling on it, the other beautiful thing about it that really intrigued me was I didn't need a website. I didn't need traffic. I didn't need an email list. I didn't need any of that stuff. They already had all the traffic. So to me, getting kind of immersed into the seller's part of it, it really, it was kind of natural for me because I understood, right. you know, and, and even just in business in general, right? If you have a barber shop, right, a brick and mortar, if you're in a town that has more people, you're probably going to get more business, right? Sure, sure. So it's the same thing. It's like if, if you know that that's where all the customers are hanging out. And by the way, there's over 244 million active customers on Amazon so uh, with credit cards on file. So if you know that you can get product in that, in that space, 
space or in that platform, um, there's a good chance that you can probably start getting some sales with some, you know, some marketing and, you know, understanding the platform and how it works and what Amazon wants in order to rank you and all that good stuff. That's awesome. Well, Scott, as someone who's done so much, I mean, you've been on the entrepreneurial journey. You started this photography business with your wife and, and now you're in the Amazon FBA space. How do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? <laughs> well, honestly, uh, now, uh, since then, I mean, number one family for me is first, right? So yes. it's like everything I do, I've got three kids and they range in ages. I've got a 21 year old who just got engaged. I've got an 18 year old. Oh, congratulations. Grad- Thank you. And I got an 18 year old son that's uh, graduating this year. Who's going to a basketball prep school next year. And then I've got an eight year old daughter that keeps me young. <laughs> so uh, I've got them all over the map, but that's really, that's what gets me moving and gets me going because, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the rest of my life with them, right? Absolutely. So everything that I do in business, uh, you know, or, or generating money is to support that lifestyle. Sure. But now, and even in the photography space, like we kind of figured out the photography space and then I was able to teach other, per, uh, other people through it and help people get started in the photography space, whether it's just giving them the beginning steps to get them going. And then with Amazon, I've done something very similar because again, I've done it before in the photography space. So I'm like, if I've done something, I can reverse engineer what I've done, help other people. And then that really lights me up. I mean, it lights me up to be able to help someone get from point A to point B and then they can kind of take it from there if they want to continue. And then, you know, being able to just help people, I think really gets me inspired now more than anything, because not necessarily about the money for me, it's about how many more people can I impact and and can I still continue to live my life? And you know, moving forward, listeners, your website is theamazingseller.com. That is correct. It's yep. a fantastic hub. I do recommend it. And you also have a podcast series. Yeah, it, it actually started as the podcast and it still continues. Uh, it was actually before I got on with you, I was recording more of my own. So, uh, you know, I kind of batch my stuff on Tuesdays. But yeah, started the podcast uh, really just kind of documenting my story. And then from there, being able to reach out to other successful sellers so I could teach myself and then teach others through that whole process. Process. And that has just really morphed into something um, unbelievable. And again, I think anyone listening, you know, wherever you are right now, you know, doing one thing, whether you think it's going to succeed or not, is going to probably help you learn, but it's also going to open other doors as these opportunities start to come forward now because you took that first step. And this podcast only happened because I started an Amazon business, which I wasn't thinking about a podcast when I was starting the Amazon business. That's amazing. And I, I, what I love about your story, Scott, is that I mean, your motivation started out that you know you wanted to spend more time with your family. I mean, sure. that was your, your big driver. But now it's grown su- such that you've seen the success as an entrepreneur, and now you're teaching others. So you're really, you're taking that mindset that, you know, I, I love my family, and now I really want to help as many people as I can and make an impact. Yeah, one one hundred percent. And recently, uh, John, I, I had a I actually spoke at a couple events, and I was able to meet some of my listeners, and that really that really was a game changer for me because it's one thing. I mean, you know, sitting behind a mic, you know, it's it's great. You know, we get to reach people, but we don't see the people right. um, necessarily unless we get blog comments and stuff like that or Facebook. But being able to meet people and them tell you how much you've impacted their life makes me want to do it all the more, yeah. and it makes me just want to just grow, you know, I guess the reach because I know the impact that I'm making now. So that just is so rewarding to me and the money will follow. Um, however it follows, you know what I mean? It'll be there. I think that's great. And actually, Scott, that leads perfectly to, to my next question. As you know, 
part of the career and entrepreneurial journey is sometimes about facing setbacks and failures. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I'd love to hear from you because you've done so many different things. Can you share a time in your career where you felt like you failed, where you hit that roadblock, and share a lesson you learned about when it's the right time to pivot or shift course? Yeah, well, there's a bunch, right? Uh, there's always a bunch, I think, as an right. entrepreneur. Um, but I've learned a ton through through that process. Um, well, I mean, I'll give you I'll give you an example. I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to really start a podcast. Gosh, probably like three years ago, and uh, and I just knew that I wanted to be able to get out there and just kind of teach my marketing stuff because I've done it again. A guy that was a construction worker right? That didn't have any college education, right? That just, I thought that I wouldn't be able to get like a corporate job. And I thought that would have been the, like success, right? So by having all that stuff, I wanted to start a podcast and teach people the marketing lessons and how to really start a business, okay? Um, not just from scratch, but just how to take a business and, and really successfully grow it because I did it in the photography space, right? right. We took a business, a husband-wife team, and we were dominating our, our local community. Like we were the ones to go to, right? Um, so I wanted to start a podcast. So I had this great idea. I was going to start a podcast. And, you know, again, whatever happened from it would happen. But I wanted to reach people. Well, I started a podcast and I did about 20 episodes and I, it was crickets. Like mm. there was just nothing really happening. And I'm like, okay, that didn't work. Uh, you know, I wanted to be able to reach people. Whether I had 100 people or, you know, 100,000 people, I wanted to reach people. That's the whole point in doing it. And, uh, and I just wasn't sure where it was going to go. So um, I actually stopped that podcast and I just kind of, I sat on it and I just didn't know what was going to happen next. But I did learn a ton, right? I learned how to set up a podcast. Sure. I, learned, I learned all of the, the, all of the logistics, you know, kind of like what it took to kind of do it all of those things. I kind of got good at, you know, kind of practicing and all that stuff, but I stopped, right? So it failed in a sense. You would say that failed. Scott, you, you failed at that. Um, and I didn't really look at it like that. I just figured, okay, I'm going to pause it and see what happens. Right. And then this Amazon thing came, okay? I had some success and now I was able to share that specific uh, success. And I think that was the lesson mm -hmm. I learned. If yeah. you're going to go into something, whether you're going to podcast, blog, or whatever you're going to do out there and you want to help people, uh, or even if you just want to go into a business, Get really, you know, precise and, and specific about what you're going to be sharing, right? If I was going, like, again, if I was going to go in and teach photographers, which I do, how to market their business, I'm going to reach people uh, a lot more focused in that area than saying, like, let me show you how to market your flower shop or let me show you how to market your restaurant. I could do all that because the principles are the same. But I'm not going to be able to reach that audience as easy. So then the Amazon thing, that's where I kind of seen that pivot. I'm like, maybe this was my calling and maybe this is where I need to, you know, get people started because the Amazon platform to me is just a starting point, right? right. It's where we start. You learn business, but you can also get up and running pretty quickly. But then we can start learning about marketing outside of Amazon once we get to that point. And that's kind of what I'm working on right now as we speak. So that I think is the pivot is it's kind of like you, you, you're going to know that pivot, but you're also going to want to look back at that lesson that you learned from the thing that you just did that might not have worked in your eyes. And something that you, you brought up, which I think is really important and something that moving forward listeners can benefit from is that when you're taking that entrepreneurial journey, that's 
when you reframe what a quote unquote failure is, right? Mm. Because every failure becomes a learning opportunity. It's a hard one. Sometimes it can be yep. a real kick to the gut. But I mean, I love the way your story started out. You wanted to do a marketing podcast. You know, you didn't find the traction that you thought you might have. But then this other opportunity, I mean, it's it's during those moments where you have to be present and see what yeah. the opportunities are. And then by l- being able to really know and learn the nuts and bolts of the Amazon business, you you were able to make that pivot. And I think it's mm. such a great, I mean, not only a pivot in, in the course of your entrepreneurial journey, but in terms of podcasting too. Yeah. Well, and let me just say one other thing to that. There was a doubt in my mind to even start this podcast. Yeah. Right. So I remember going to my wife again, I went right back to my wife. My wife has always been my, you know, kind of, kind of like my, uh, my savior right. because I always kind of go to her and I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about doing this thing, but I don't know if I really should. I already did it once and it didn't work and I didn't get any traction. And she's like, you know what? You just, you got to do it. You got to go for it. She goes, there's something there. You know, whenever you, you, you speak, whether it's at a, at a party or you, you get people that you're talking to, you always really you know, you kind of command the, you know, the, the, the stage or the platform or whatever. She's like that. You, you have to figure out that thing. So just go for it. So I said, you know what? I'll do it again. I'll do like 20 episodes. I'll see what happens. And bam, it just, it took off from almost day one and now it's growing leaps and bounds and, you know, we're doing all kinds of fun stuff. So if I never, if I never took that chance, right? Because I had that one failure before as that people would call a failure. I didn't look at it as failure. I just looked at it as, you know, something that didn't work right then, but I learned through it. But if I didn't take that one little thing there and say, you know what, I'm going to record that first episode and publish it, I wouldn't be talking to you today. Yeah, absolutely. No. And I remember I went through that same thing, Scott, where I I think it took me about 40 minutes before I could hit the publish button on that first episode, because, (laughs) you know, those those doubt creatures start crawling in your head and you just start wondering, wow, can I really do this? And then I think part of it is, yeah, you just have to get over it. And, you know, I was I was just interviewing Zephan Blacksburg not too long ago, and and he he raised something that was really interesting. it's not so much the fear of failure that holds us back. It's the fear of anticipating failure. And, yeah. and I think that's yeah. so true. I mean, once you can get past that, you know, actual failure itself, and I, by no means do I think, you know, trying a podcast, launching 20 episodes, I mean, that's an accomplishment in itself. Even sure. even if you end up deciding, I'm going to change course with it because you have to start somewhere. And, right. I, and, and I've gone through many of those pivots in my own career. And I, I just think it's a real great lesson in how we can re- reframe the way we look at failures. It's not something to shy away from. No, not, not at all. And I mean, I'll, I'll give you guys, you know, that are listening now and yourself, I'll give you guys a little insight into my head that what's going on right sure. now. Like pe- people would look and they'd say, Scott, everything's going great. You're, you're doing great. The Amazon businesses are doing well. I'm starting to partner up with some people in there. So things are going really well there. The podcast is going well. But the thing is too, I don't necessarily want to just be known as the Amazon guy, right? Right. So now it's like you're having this little thing in your head saying, okay, how do you pivot away, not away, but you know, kind of go into another more broad because mm. I can help a lot of people that are maybe selling e-commerce but want to get started on Amazon, but I can take Amazon businesses now and show them how to build external funnels. I can right. show them how to build marketing channels, right? So that's kind of what I'm playing with right now and I'm probably going to go for it, but I'm just saying like you're always going to have these little doubts that come into your head. One thing I've always learned is just embrace them and usually if you're having a little bit of fear, a little bit of doubt, there's usually a pretty good sign there that you should probably do it. Absolutely. You and know, I, and I love that also. So that that corollary to it, that pivoting is not just for when you have setbacks and failures, but when you reach a level of success, that can also be an opportunity to pivot into something new. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Scott, we're now going to move into something that I call the knowledge burst session. And and because, you know, because of what you do, I'm going to change it up a little bit. And we're going to I'm going to ask you three questions about the Amazon FBA space so that our listeners can benefit and move forward. Sure. So, Scott, what is the one thing that moving forward listeners should know about picking a product to sell on Amazon FBA if you had to choose one? Yeah, if I had to choose one, that's a good one, by the way, because I think that's where you can either uh, you can either succeed or fail. Like we were just talking about, right? Or at least you're going to see what works and what doesn't work. Right. The first thing that I would say is you definitely want to spend your time here, okay? In 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 the product research stage, okay? And there's a lot we don't have time to cover now, but if anybody wants to check it out on the podcast, I talk about it extensively there. But I would say more or less than just picking a product, pick a market. Mm. Pick a market that you can serve. I just actually did a podcast I just recorded this morning that talked a little bit about this. And it really, it's kind of fresh in my head now, but it's kind of like, think about if you're going to launch a product, who is the market? Because you want to serve more products to that market than just the one product. So I used an example of like being uh, someone that fishes, right? Or is a, like kind of like a fisherman. So they're going to buy a fishing pole. They're going to buy, you know, a, a fishing reel. They're going to probably uh, buy some lures. They're going to buy some hooks, some line, all that stuff. Those are product lines that's going to serve the fishermen. So how can we then educate the fishermen or give them more resources through content that then we can get them to engage with our brand. Right. And that's, again, that's a little bit next level stuff. But I think about that stuff before I even think about a product on Amazon because it's starting on Amazon, but we're not going to finish on Amazon. Right, right. right? I, I love that because at the at the heart of it, you're really thinking about your customer. You're yes. thinking about what the customer is rather than thinking about the widget. And I yep. think that's a huge, huge illustration and a huge knowledge burst. Yeah. Scott, a lot of moving forward listeners may be thinking, well, there's so many sellers on Amazon FBA. I just, you know, I don't know if I should take that leap. So do you have any good practices in terms of marketing for a new seller to stand out? Yeah, well, the first thing, we just kind of talked about it, right? I, I hear that a lot too. You know, like, Scott, you know, it's just way too saturated now. And, you know, there's not any room for us. And I just, I don't think that's true at all. I think there's always room. There's always, you know, new products going to be coming to market or there's going to be new customers. Um, it's You're going to have to do a little bit better marketing, maybe. Maybe you're going to have some better images. Maybe you're going to have some uh, a better ad copy. Maybe you're right. going to have better reviews, like all that stuff. But one way that you could, you could excel on Amazon is to go to your competitors of a similar product mm. and look through their reviews. Don't yeah. look at all of the positive reviews. Look at the three-star, two-star, and one-star and start to identify some of the flaws in that product that people are complaining about and then make your product answer those problems and uh, solve those problems. Yes. So in other words, anticipate the questions that your market, again, it goes back to the customer. I love yep. that. You're really trying to get into the mind of your customer. Absolutely. And you can market better to that customer once you get that messaging down because now you can call out those problems that they've been saying in your copy. So this way here, when they're looking at your listing, they're like, oh, wow, this is exactly what I need. And yes, those are all the right. problems that I was worried about. Yeah, that, I think that's a great, great uh, hack just to look at what your competitors are doing. And it's also it gives you an idea of what the market is. So sure. Yeah, I think I mean, reading customer reviews. I mean, if you're trying to picture who your market is, go straight oh, yeah. there. I think yeah. that's a great yeah. one. And, and the positive positive thing too is or the you know the positive reviews if you look at the five and the four star you're also going to see what people love about the product right. what's it helping right. them solve right and then from there you can also call those things out in your in your copy as well or in your images absolutely scott do you have a favorite app website or i'm going to add to this productivity hack that you use for maintaining or growing your amazon fba business 
Yeah, I guess the one that I would say that I wouldn't want to live without is uh, there's a tool called Jungle Scout. Mm. And a Jungle Scout is a great tool. I actually know Greg Mercer, the creator of it. He's also an Amazon seller. I just hung out with him actually in Miami for a weekend. Uh, great guy. But the tool itself is really, really awesome because it helps you do the product research. Uh-huh. It helps you go through and look at um, all of the factors that you need to figure into if a product is selling, um, what kind of reviews it has, where you can improve it, um, you know, sales velocity, all that stuff is kind of done there for you. When we had to do it in the beginning, all manually. So it's a great, great tool. Um, actually, I interviewed, um, if you want to put it in the show notes, I interviewed Greg Mercer um, uh, twice. Uh, the one that I would say for people if they're in the product research phase would be uh, episode 161. So that'd be the amazingseller.com forward slash 161. And uh, you can put it in your show notes Absolutely. if you want. People can check that out. It's a pretty awesome interview. Yeah, we'll definitely link it in our show notes so that our listeners can learn more about it. Thank you so much for sharing those, Scott. Those are fantastic knowledge bursts. Sure. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Scott, we have listeners from many different backgrounds, walks of life, and some of whom are struggling. I mean, they may be sitting in in their cubicle. They're not excited about what they're doing. Or I have, you know, I have a friend in the construction industry as well. I mean, you know, they're working hard. They want to spend more time with their families. And, you know, they're stuck. Something's holding them back from either, you know, changing directions in their careers or maybe starting an Amazon FBA business, either on the side or full time. What is the one thing that moving forward listeners can start doing today to bring them closer to their life or career purpose? Yeah, no, this is this is actually going to be a little different than people would think, but it's it's so important and I think people can do it like immediately and once you get crystal clear with this everything else will be a lot easier moving forward. You know, the the actual building out, uh, you know, some type of revenue stream isn't really the challenge. It's actually getting through the, uh, you know, the obstacles when you start to go through that process. Mm-hmm. So I, I did a whole presentation here. I, I spoke at an event called Resellers um, Conference and uh, Rocky Mountain Resellers Conference. And I, my whole presentation was about create or understanding your why. If you can, if you can get clear with your why, like if you're at that cubicle right now, looking at those walls and you can't wait to get out of work, or if you're at, you know, the construction job and you're sweating your tail off and you're up on the roof, I've been there, done that. I know how that feels, right? And if you want to be home with your family, whatever it is, you need to figure out why you're doing it, not just the money. Like yeah. the money is great, but the money's giving you something. What is it giving you? Not just the shiny red car or, you know, the, the toys. Like that's great and all, but there's really a reason that you don't want to be at that job. What is that going to give you? What would your day look like? Maybe paint the picture of what your perfect day would be like mm. and then go through and, and figure out your why. Because once you figure out your why, then we can figure out, and I have something I call like the WWH. It's like you have your why, then you have your what. And then you have the how. So have the why you figure out that's going to help drive you through tough times, right? Because you're like, I'm doing this because I don't want to be stuck here because I want to spend time with my family. And then you figure out, uh, you know, the, the what, okay, how much money do I need to leave this job? And then I can have the how we figure out a plan to get to that number. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. And moving forward, listeners, I love that hack right there. Just 
paint what your your write out what your perfect day would look like and then go to the WWH. I think that's really yep. a fantastic share. Thank you so much for sharing that, Scott. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Scott, what is next for you? <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, you know, I don't think I even know what's next for me other than I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. I'm going to continue to look at opportunities. And now I'm at the point now it's either got to be, you know, a hell yes or it's a no, because I do have so many opportunities now, um, you know, even more so than I did before. I mean, I, as an entrepreneur, and when you, once you get into this space, you always see opportunities. Like, I'll be at a party, and I'll hear someone talk, and I'm like, that's an idea, right? So you have all of these different things that you can tap into, but once, you, now with the podcast, I get people that are, you know, phoning in saying they want to partner, and they want to do this, that, and the other thing. Um, I have to really now pick and choose what's going to continue to add to my lifestyle, um, to where I want to be, but also how I can reach and help more people. Um, and then if those things are in alignment and it's a hell yes, then I'll, I'll go forward with it. So right now moving forward, I'm most excited about really taking the Amazon business, um, that I'm currently building and then positioning it now off of Amazon and building the external channels, the funnels, the marketing channel, all of that stuff. And now I'm looking forward to teaching that in the future. Fantastic. And Scott, speaking of how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all of the great work that you're doing with Amazon FBA and all of the great knowledge that you're sharing with others. Yeah, there's two different links I'll give you. The first one is just, I mean, uh, the podcast. If you go to uh, the blog, it has all the episodes. We're up over 200 episodes now. So it's theamazingseller.com. Um, you can go there. All of my podcasts are listed there and some resources as well. Um, if you want to go through like the five phases to launching your first product, I do a workshop, a live workshop where I, I hang out for about an hour and a half. We answer some live Q&A as well. That's uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Um, totally free to hang out with us over there. And uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, you can find me on iTunes. If you're listening to this on iTunes, you can just search The Amazing Seller. You'll find me there. And uh, yeah, just would love to uh, get to know your audience more. And if anybody has any questions, definitely uh, shoot them over to me. And we'll have all of that posted on our website. Scott, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to share your journey, your story, and your knowledge burst so that our listeners can move forward. Yeah, John, I want to thank you again for uh, having me on. Hopefully, uh, we've ins uh, inspired a few people to just go out there and take action. That's kind of like uh, one of the, the main things that I always tell all of my listeners, like you have to get out there and do something. If you consume the information, that's great, but you have to do something yeah. with the information to make it work. So just some, just my, my last little bit of advice is just take action. I think that's a great, great note to end it on. Thank you so much, Scott. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it, John. Moving forward, listeners, I think Scott pretty much summed it up. Take action. You heard about his journey starting out in the working world and then making that entrepreneurial leap. And Amazon provides such an incredible opportunity. And I've talked to so many people who want to start maybe a side business. They maybe don't aren't ready yet to make a full entrepreneurial leap. I know it's a big step. Amazon can be a great way to get started. I mean, Scott talked a lot about FBA, and I think it's a great channel to start with. But even just selling things on Amazon, when I was in business school, at the end of every semester, I would take my textbooks and I would sell them on Amazon. And actually, depending on when the uh, the timing was, sometimes I would even be able to sell them for higher than when I bought them because that's just the way the market works with textbooks. There's certain periods when they're in high demand. And in fact, I was able to get rid of almost all of my textbooks except for three, and that was great for just saving space, but also to earn a little bit of extra money. So if you're looking to start something, if you have this entrepreneurial itch, 
Amazon can be a great place to start. And as Scott has provided so many knowledge bursts on Amazon, on FBA, he talked a little bit about private labeling. He has a website, a podcast, The Amazing Seller. I'm going to encourage you, if you want to learn more about this, go to theamazingseller.com. Tune into his podcast. We've also posted in the show notes a link uh, if you want to purchase his book. But so many incredible opportunities, and there's so many people who are growing and starting businesses on Amazon and finding incredible success with it. And remember, to learn more about Scott, Amazon FBA, and all of our extraordinary guests, check us out at bemovingforward.com. Follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great week. Take action and join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.